Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now is the time for us to receive from the Lord. Amen? How many of you are ready to receive God's word? I am waiting, but to see all the hands, of course. Thank you. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your grace and your love. Thank you for each and every one of us. Lord, our hearts are filled, really, with your love, with the joy, which you have promised to us, which prevail in our life. Once again, it's the time for us to hear from you. Lord, speak to us through your word. Hide us behind your cross. Give us the heart to receive your word as you want us to receive. Lord, help us to receive your blessings through this word in this day. Let this day be a day of joy and rejoicing and glorifying your name alone. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Shall we all turn to three scriptures? Last week, we heard a message on what? Authority of Jesus Christ. And we are going to see today the power Otherwise, let me say, tell you later. Let us turn to Luke 9, 1. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. What was given? Power and authority together. And we heard about what is power and what is authority. Let us also turn to the same gospel, verse chapter 10, verse 19. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you the authority. To trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. God has given authority to overcome the power of the enemy. Let us turn to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Which we know very well, the Spirit of God given us the power. Acts 1 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. This is the power which we receive when the Holy Spirit comes on us. Lastly, Ephesians 6, verse 12 is the key verse for our meditation today. Ephesians 6, verse 12. 
for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places so we know from acts 1:8 When the Holy Spirit comes on us, we will receive power. Power to what? Power to what? According to that scripture. Power to? To overcome? That is related with the second word. Yeah, according to that Acts 1.8, what is given? To be a witnesses. it is for all those who wait upon the lord on that day those who are still the spirit of god they receive power to witness for christ everywhere starting from that place and also in ephesians it is said that a power is given to overcome all the darkness of this age you know that to overcome the against the rulers and the darkness of this age against the spiritual host of the weaknesses in the heavenly places so as i said in the last week we heard about the authority of jesus christ over sicknesses over evil spirit over death and forgiveness of sin and he also gave the authority gave us the eternal life and also makes us his children and to church also the all authority is given in the same way power is equally important to live a victorious christian living we all of us want to live a victorious living do you believe agree you want to be victorious you want to be victorious amen yes that's good we should live in all peace agree that is our desire that is our faith we should not have any troubles that also we seek is it is it is bible says anything about it you should not be troubled bible what did jesus said you will have trouble the righteous will have more trouble many troubles but let us see and we should not have it is our of course it is nothing wrong in having desire to be healthy prosperous blessed with all joy all peace all these things are promises of god to his children nothing wrong in that but we are also the bible says Jesus Christ has conquered death. You believe it? That is the scripture says. What also the Bible says, we are more than the conqueror. Jesus Christ is the conqueror. But the Bible says, we are more than the conqueror. How? See, everyone wants to have a very happy, joyful, pleasant, blessed life. and victorious life okay let me put one more thing who will have a victory 
Who will have a victory? Those who are in Christ. Any other? Those who are children, those who have written exam, test, those who are promoted, they have the victory. But the very right term, victory means, those who win the battle, those who fought and win, they are the people eligible to celebrate the victory. Of course, Jesus Christ won the battle on our behalf. And we are celebrating the victory. We take that credit. That is how we are victorious. At the same time, Bible also says that we should have battle. We are having battle in our life. How many of you believe that every day is a battle for you? Let me come to you very frankly. How many of you believe that every day of our life is a battle? Thank you. Very specially, you know who will have more battle? Those who are praying more. Prayer is a battle. If you believe, say amen to that. Prayer is a battle. It is not easy to pray every day. I am honestly standing here and telling. Even though I pray every day in the morning. But, praying every day without fail. With all functionality. With all, in the presence of God. It is not so easy. It is a battle. Amen? Amen. So where is the So last week we heard. And there is two spirits. When we are accepting Christ. And when we became the children of God. We are no longer belongs to this world. We became a spiritual being. We are spiritual children to our God. Amen? It is a blessing and it is a privilege. And there is something we miss and we, I can say, we ignore sometimes. I do not know. Let us see. And I can say that there is battle in every day of our life. Where are the battle? Let me put it today. There are three elements. Every believer encounter battle, spiritual battle in our life. The message, the title for today is spiritual battle. That itself gives you the meaning. Spiritual means spiritual, not physical. And warfare, I said. Spiritual warfare. It is not a physical war. Physical means what? Face to face hitting. But a spiritual is not with any person or any individual what you see, but what you do not see. That is spiritual. There are three elements. Number one, who is the enemy? So if you wanted to have a war or battle, there should be two people at least. You cannot battle yourself. You should have your enemy. Who is the first enemy to you? 
Very good. How many of you agree that your flesh is an enemy to you? Put your hands. If you believe your flesh is your enemy, put your hands. Don't be shy. You should be bold enough, whether it is right or wrong. Good. Yes. Whoever has raised your hand boldly, I praise God and thank God for you because you are on the right track. And you accepted and confessed the truth. Because even though we are a spiritual being, that we are spiritual, but it is kept inside us in the shell of a physical body. Our flesh, a sinful nature is in our flesh itself. The verse says, let it be. Psalm 51 verse 1 says, Psalm 51 verse 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. That is the sinful birth of everyone. And also Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ, Jesus our Lord. Romans 7.7 says, and of course, if you wanted to read the whole, 7 to 25. Shall we turn to Romans chapter 7 from verse 7. Can anyone read for us? Yeah. Sorry, one minute. Mike. Romans 7 from verse 7. I will read it. What shall we say then? Is the law a sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, You shall not covet. But sin taking opportunity by the command, commandment, Produce in my all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was alive once without the law. But when the commandment came in, revived and I died. And the commandment which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, Deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. As then what is good became death to me, certainly not, but sin. And it might appear sin was producing death in me through what is good, so that Sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual. But I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. 
for what i will do to do that i do not practice but what i hate that i do i'll repeat again but what i hate that i do if then i do what i will not to do i agree with the law that is good that it is good but now it is no longer i who do it but sin that dwells in me who is writing paul is writing paul is a sinner or saved person see the his statements verse 18 for i know that in me that is in my flesh in my flesh nothing good dwells for to will is present with me but how to perform what is good i do not find for the good and that i will do to do i do not do but the evil i will not to do that i practice verse 20 now if i do what i will not to do it is no longer i who do it but sin that dwells in me and what we understand from let me finish it i find then the a law that evil is present with me the one who wills to do good for i delight in the law of god according to the inward man but i see another law in my members warning against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members 24 oh richard man that i am who will deliver me from this body of death i thank god through jesus christ our lord so then with a mind i myself serve the law of god but with the flesh the law of sin what do we understand from here as long as we live in a physical body with a flesh there is sin in us you agree so flesh is an first enemy to us which we are supposed to battle with every day secondly there is an enemy in the world what is the world how the world there's a enemy that is the things of the world which is external first of all there is a enemy within me that is my flesh now the second element is in the world in front of me so what is the world there is no sin here and there but the things of it that's what we are here there is a sin there is always temptation there is always sin around us there is always opportunity for us to commit sin and deceive and be deceived and go away from the presence of god and the third enemy is the devil which we know very well and which we say that is the only enemy but that is the only the third enemy that is in heavenly heavenlies 
So let us go one by one now quickly. As we said already, the flesh is our first enemy. Secondly, the world means the system of the world. 1 John 2.15 says, Do not love the world or things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of Father is not in him. Verse 16, For all that is in the world, what are they in the world? What are they? See the things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. All these other elements are in the world. That is why the world is your second enemy in which you are supposed to battle with every day. Even in James 1.13, it says, Let no one say, when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. 14. Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. Verse 15. Then, when the desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, bring forth death. That is the disaster. These are all speaking about or spoken to whom? Believers. Like you and me. So what do we understand from here? Living a holy life, Christian life, it is not an easy thing. Knowing Christ or giving Christ or preaching Christ is easy. But following Christ is not so easy. Following every step, as we heard last time, imitator of Christ, it is not easy. We can say that by ourselves, I am a Christian. Only you, by you are, not because you are attending the church regularly or not because you are born in a Christian family. Knowing Christ and walking as Christ, following his footsteps is most important, which is difficult. Because we are, first of all, we are in flesh. Secondly, we are in the world. James 4.4 4 says, Adulterers and adulterers do not know that a friendship with the world is enemy with God. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. If you love the world, you become the enemy to God. Thirdly, third enemy is, or elements is, the devil. What is that? In heavenlies. That is our key word. Ephesians 2, 6 says, And raised up and together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. But, Ephesians 6, 12 says, 
For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, and against the spiritual host of the wickedness in heavenly places. So, who is the third enemy? The element is above, in heavenlies. That is why, continually arise, what you are supposed to do, from verse 13 onwards. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having uh, shoed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which which you will be able to quench the fairy dots of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. 18. Praying always, with all prayer and supplication, in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So, these are all the armor of God. So, nowadays, it is a very sad thing. Most of the Christians, not doing anything in the spirit, as the Bible teaches, but as under God requires. Almost everyone on everything in life requires the spiritual warfare, the solution. Let us put the, some of the things list to you in front of you so that you will understand where the spiritual warfare is necessary, how it is. Christians who feel depressed or rejected or have anxiety have found that spiritual warfare is much more effective than counseling and drug therapy. What I mean, those who are depressed or anxiety, Medical science will not help. Or even the counseling. You have to have the spiritual warfare in your life. Spiritual warfare is the answer for those Christians struggling with anger management. Addictions, another. Addictions with drugs, alcohol or other things been easily dealt with uh, through spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare has brought instant healing to Christians with a cancer, diabetes, or any other diseases. Incredible, long-lasting results of evangelism have been documented around the world when the spiritual warfare was utilized, very specially those who are stubborn for salvation. Many Christians who have struggled financially have obtained relief due to Spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare has even raised the dead. The list of benefits of spiritual warfare goes on and on to include benefiting the neighborhoods, cities, and regions, or even the entire nations. So everything is possible only through spiritual warfare. I am doubtful whether I can finish it in time. Because we have a communion service as well. So, dear children of God, keep the scriptures very well in your mind. 
Let us understand what I said now so far. Spiritual warfare is the basic for each and every one of us as a Christian. There are three elements, basically, our own self, the flesh, and the world, and above, which is, first of all, one is internal, the self, our flesh, the external, that is the world, and above is the heavenlies. What are the... I am jumping because I could not go for everything. What are the weapons and how we overcome the enemies? Primarily, there are offensive and defensive warfare. Some of you may not agree. If you prepare yourself for the war or a battle with anyone, First of all, you should prepare. Agreed? You should prepare yourself. You cannot expect someone to fight for you. Certain things you have to fight. That's why I said prayer. This is like a, this is a, actually it is your personal experience. Whereas, we are, whenever we are lazy, we don't pray ourselves, but we ask someone to pray for us. There are two reasons. One is, we are lazy. Second, we don't have that much faith. And third, we don't trust ourselves. We, third, fourth, we have doubt between our relationship with our God. That is why we always ask for the neighbors to pray for. Which is not right. The scriptures say, whenever you are sick, you have to pray. So prayer, sometimes I get one more thing I add. Prayer, as I say, prayer is not easy. That is why you don't do it. Since you know that is the hard thing, you ask always others to pray for. Of course, it is right to pray as a church, as a group, so that we will have more power. That is a different issue. But lazily or ignorant, we should not depend on someone. So whenever you wanted to face war or battle, you prepare yourself. The scriptures say, you should full, with the full armor of God, what is said. Thirdly, you should know the strength and the power of the enemy. If you don't know the enemy, you will be caught very easily. You may go very fast, you may not return back. That's it. As simple as that. Unless you know the devices. The Bible says, very nice word. The devices of the enemy. The schemes of the enemy. Why the Bible is written all these things? But we should know. For our knowledge. For our understanding. And our practice. We have to practice it. Exercise those things in your personal life. So you should know the strength and the power of the enemy. Unless you don't, do not, unless you know it, you will be caught in, or you will be smashed in a minutes of time. That is why so many of us, even the Christians, all through their life, there is no joy in their life. All the time they are battling and battling, or don't bat, they are lazy, so many things just to overcome them. 
instead of they overcome the all those things the other things are overcoming them so there are as i said spiritual warfare comes in two ways offensive and defensive offensive warfare is tearing down strongholds the enemy has formed in your mind through deception accusation and defensive warfare is guarding yourself against the attacks or schemes of the devil primarily there are weapons in the of the enemy what are they there are three things that i as i said we can expect from the devil what are the schemes the bible tells us that we struggle not against flesh and blood for we wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness and the world against the spiritual wickedness and high places as the same the three primary things we struggle against what are the number one deception to deceive somebody means to make another person believe a lie or something that is not true deceive somebody means to make another person to believe a lie or something that is not true when the enemy sends deception in your way it is an attempt to, to deceive you into believing something that is not true so you will fall into error some goals are built through deception a stronghold is formed when the deception takes hold on a person's mind a stronghold is an incorrect thinking pattern that seems from believing something that is not true from the very beginning satan deceived eve into believing that god's word was not true genesis 3:4 the devil told her that she will not surely die as god said she would in genesis that is in genesis 2:17 so you know it very well they were deceived this is the first way or scheme of devil to lead you to next step first step is deceiving you making you to believe the lie as a true secondly temptations temptations often follows deceptions first the enemy tells us you won't surely die then he makes the fruit of the forbidden tree look good to us since he accepted satan deception that is his lie now the tree that she was not supposed to ta- look and that looked good for her she was tempted or enticed to sin by her eyes because she allowed herself to first to be deceived temptation is when or enticed or encouraged to sin in one way or the other even our lord jesus christ was tempted by satan he was not left jesus christ if jesus christ has to gone through that is in matthew 4 has to go through that kind of temptations even the hebrews it is written he was tempted in all the way like us 
Are we exempted? Is anyone exempted? Anyone is exempted? No one. When the enemy tempts you, he is showing you the worm. But behind that, worm is the hook. The word of God helps you to see the hook behind the worm. Thirdly, accusation. The devil is known as accuser of brethren. Revelation 12.10 He is known to take a believer who has done an embracing or grows in sin their past and continue to rub it in their faces and beat them down with a guilt and condemnation over their past. So he is an accuser. In the end of the day he will stand in the front of God as the judgment seat, always to accuse you. Even now, Jesus Christ is there in the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. At the same time, Satan is there to accuse us. First of all, within you. Always putting it, deceiving you. You should try. Do you believe what that fellow is standing and teaching you? Don't believe it. Sometimes this will be whispering you. Don't look at the person. Don't look at me. Look at the word which is given in your hand. Everyone has their own interpretation. Everyone has their own portion. But the whole portion is in your hand. You dig it. You know it. You understand it. You keep yourself safe. Don't be deceived. Don't be tempted. Don't be let or fall into sin. The sin ultimately ends you with uh, death, the spiritual death. How do you deal with the temptation? Let me quickly go. In James 4, 7, we are told that, Resist the devil and he will flee from us. But it is not that simple. In the same verse, we are also told to draw near to God. Dealing with temptation is, Twofold process of resisting the devil and drawing near to God. The closer you get to God and the more you become aware of his love, the less power temptation will have over you. James 4, 7, what is said, other thing says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Before resisting, you have to submit to God. Then resist the devil. So, in the teaching of forgiven sinner or saint, it shows that how the power of sin or temptation can broken in our lives. Secondly, how to deal with the accusation. Please take the references. I am not going with that. Hope you are taking the references. I am going to move on. The offensive weapons, very practical, let me say. First is the Bible. We should not just study the scripture to confront issues we are weak on. Scriptures is called the sword of the spirit. It is an offensive weapon. Daily Bible reading helps us 
to understand God's will in our life and prepares us for the assaulting which is aiming towards us. So Bible is the first weapon offensive as well as the defense you can say. Secondly, prayer. Again our prayer do not have to be defensive. We can ask the Lord to give us the hedge of protection so we can have victory over the temptations even before they show themselves. We can take our issues before the throne of God. Thirdly, fasting. The more power to add to our prayer. Fasting allows us to discipline our body and mind like a warrior in training. Through fasting, we can see just how serious the issue is. How much we do, we hunger for righteousness rather than food this word offers. Even memorizing scriptures will help us. Jesus memorized the scriptures. So, why should we do the same? You don't think it. Before we are even attack God's word, which dwells in us to prepare the continual assault of our minds. So, we have to prepare ourselves and memorize the scriptures. That will help us when we are in need. Finally, let me read three words, two scriptures. Our goal is God's goal for our life. Amen? Training you how to use your spiritual sense and gifts. Worship in spirit and truth. Demonstrate God's power. Go in spirit. Conduct a spiritual warfare and healing. Change the lives of the people in our family, in our church, in our city, in our nation. Paul wrote, if you don't agree so far, let me read two scriptures. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 12. Paul is writing to Timothy. Fight the good fight of the faith. It is clear. We have to fight. Fight a good fight. So immediately soon after, after the church, you don't go and fight with each other. Your fight is not between us. Not a physical fight. We are all talking about the spiritual fight. And he said, 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7 and 8. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. That should be our confession and our belief. That is the lesson as a conclusion for us. Shall we close our eyes? Look to the Lord. Since because of the time is short, we will straight away go to the Lord's prayer. Prepare yourselves. First remain in the attitude of prayer. Let's thank God for His word. I have spoken to our hearts this day. Mighty God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you, O Lord, for opening our eyes to see as you want us to see. Father, all that we need to be an overcomer as your purpose us to be, Lord, release unto us in the name of Jesus. Thank you for hearing us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. First Corinthians 11, 
I read verses 29 and 30. First Corinthians 11, 29 and 30. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, nor discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. As we come to the Lord's table, let's ask the Lord by his mercy, by his mercy, to accept us just as we are, to grant us the grace to be able to walk with him, to be able to do all of his commandments. Father, in the name of Jesus, King of glory, Lord of love, even as we partake of your flesh and your blood this afternoon, we ask, O oh Lord, that you make that flesh to grant us strength in the inner man. Lord, that your blood will give us health. We flush out all that is not of you in us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. The Lord's table is for those that are born again, water baptized, and living right with Him. Come, the ushers will guide you. Let's come to the table, please, quickly. Let's be on our feet. The foot of the cross, where grace and suffering meet. You have shown me your love through the judgment you received, and you won my You won my heart. Now I can praise these ashes in for beauty and where forgiveness I love. Coming to kiss the feet of mercy, I lay every burden down. At the foot of the cross At the foot of the cross Where I am made complete You have given me life Through the death you both for me on my heart, and you want my heart. Now I can raise these ashes in for beauty, and where forgiveness I can Coming to kiss the feet of mercy. 
I trace his ashes in for beauty And wear forgiveness like a crown Coming to kiss the feet of mercy I lay every burden down At the foot of the cross I trace his ashes in for beauty
be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you shall forever. And all God's people say, Amen. So we will sing Isaiah 55 as it sends that you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. You shall go out with joy, be let forth with peace. Mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. There be shouts of joy. The trees of the field shall clap their, clap their hands. You shall go. The trees of the field shall clap their hands. Trees of the field shall clap their hands. Trees of the field shall clap their hands. You go out with joy. You shall go out with joy. Be led forth with me. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. There be shouts of joy. The streets of the field shall clap, shall clap their hands. And the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Clap their hands. Trees of the field shall Clap your hands, you go out with joy. You go out with joy. One more time. You go out with joy.